Are you an artist with an unstoppable drive but lack a strategic plan? Then you really want to listen in to my chat with PR and marketing coach Diane Foy, who helps artists who sing, dance, and or act to thrive. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. I can fix you, I can teach you. All right, Diane Foy, thank you so much for joining me for All Things Vocal today. I am so honored to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. So I want to start with something I found that you said online. That's right up there at the head of your website, I think, and I just think it's brilliant. You asked the question, do you have an unstoppable drive but lack a strategic plan? That's it, isn't it? Well, yeah, I used to just say I work with musicians and actors, but I'm like, that could be anybody. And really, I love working with the people that have that unstoppable drive. They will do the work because so many won't. So if you'll do the work, I can help you with the strategy and I can help you get there. But you need that work ethic and you need to know why you want this so that you'll do what it takes. Right. You almost have to not be able to not do it, if that makes sense. You almost have to do it for your blood to move through your body because a career in the arts is always a struggle and an up and down thing. And so you just, you have to have this unstoppable drive. I love the way you put it. But many people with the unstoppable drive and talent are not wired for business. Yeah. And many times they're introverts. Yeah. I'm an introvert. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm a conditional introvert, I think. Yeah. There's two points to that. One is if you want it more than anything, well, then you need to do the things that it takes. And if it takes things that pushes you out of your comfort zone, well, then that's it. So I'm an introvert. Okay. I want to work with musicians and actors. I want to work with performers. So I got to learn the business, even though I'm a creative. And then with the marketing and promotion, I don't want to be putting myself out on video, but I have to. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, wor- I'm still working on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we all are. I just, I try to make what I need to do on video match when my hair is doing the right thing. And that does not necessarily coincide. Yeah. Or when my face is not puffy from a lack of sleep, you know, and those things. Yes. Especially for women, I think. Well, tell us about this other thing I found on your site that you give away, which is the six C's roadmap to book gigs and make money. Yeah, my program hasn't changed much, but I guess what I call it. And Mm -hmm. it kind of occurred to me that to make a living in the arts, you need to attract fans, media and industry. Because if you attract the fans and media, the industry will be following you. And you need the social media, you need that. And in order to do that, you need to learn about personal branding and social media and publicity and all that stuff. So how to attract fans, media and industry. That's what you need in order to Mm -hmm. make a living at this. So I go through six phases of kind of a progress pathway. It's a roadmap to get you where you want to go. And it all starts with first figuring out what you want. Mm -hmm. And why you want it. And why you want it because you don't want to be chasing the wrong dream. And some people do that. Right. 
yeah, you really do have to want more than just the fame of a successful career. There's got to be something that nurtures you just doing it, don't you? Yeah. So with that, you can kind of go through the the drought that the industry is going to present to you at some point, but then know what to do to actually fill that drought with something that's going to help the next part of your career be even better. Yeah. And it's important to know why you want it because it's too easy to give up when things get hard. And when a global pandemic happens, you have to have the drive that you're going to keep going and you're going to pivot and you're going to figure out, okay, well, I can't do my live shows anymore. What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Embrace digital marketing, embrace the online world. And, and you got to want it enough that you're going to do what it takes. Mm-hmm. Buy the gear, figure out how it works, yeah. read those manuals and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> put your makeup on <laughs> Yeah, or uh, whatever guys do. Some of them need that too. Yeah. So you're in Canada, Diane. What has the pandemic done to the business there? How have you made use of the downtime and, and you know, more particularly, how have you helped or advised your clients to make use of the downtime till things come around again? Well, Canada really has shut down. Especially in Ontario, the premier keeps locking us down. So there's been no live shows. And in the beginning, how I handled it was I thrived because I'm an introvert. I'm okay with staying home for a year. (laughs) Yeah. So for me, oh, I got so much work done. (laughs) I thrived without those pesky, you know, events to go to. (laughs) Right. Live events to go to. Yeah. But for artists... I said, well, if you've been slacking on social media, if you've been not building your online presence, now's the time. If you have extra time to really embrace social media and doing live stream concerts and building your following so that when things open up again, you're first in mind to get a gig. And also you can use this time to build relationships with the industry, with other artists, it's all online. You can build relationships online, real relationships, yeah. uh, if you know how to do it right. Yeah. And I think people are looking for authenticity. So you don't have to try to figure out how you can fake it so much as just be real and connect. I think people do make that mistake sometimes like, okay, I don't know how to play the game and all that. And when you're not right there present and can feel each other out, you really have to get used to the screen. What about training? And finding those classes in dance and acting and singing, of course. What about upping your game as far as what you're able to do? And also creating your body of work, like clips of something that you could use for an audition or that kind of thing. That's easier, I think, for artists. When the pandemic hit, they all went into their creative bubble. And there was a study actually in the global music industry of what did artists do during the pandemic? And majority of them hid in their creative bubble. That's their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And they didn't take the opportunity to build their online presence. And they didn't think about learning marketing. I think it was 41%. There's an opportunity for artists to learn about marketing and digital marketing and social media that will build their career. And the study was basically saying that artists are not 
taking advantage of that. They're not learning that. They're stuck in their creativity, which is fantastic, but you also need the business for anyone to actually hear about it. <laughs> right. That's a great point, Diane, to take the time to not just build your body of work and hone your craft, but to actually learn about the business of your art if you want to do it for a career. Yeah. And if you want to just keep it as a hobby, just know that's what you're doing. But for a career, you have to do business. That's what you do, isn't it? You counsel people in marketing and promotion and becoming more uh, visible with uh, what they're doing. Yeah, it's building that. Like, I'm not a performer. I'm not an artist. Well, I'm a, more of a visual artist, but I just love performers. I love musicians and I want you to do well. And so the missing piece for most musicians is my skills and expertise. Mm -hmm. So... I always say like my podcast is sing, dance, act, thrive. It's because you figure out how to sing, dance, and act. That's on you, <laughs> but I'll help you thrive. Look at thrive. And so, yeah. <laughs> what a concept. And it starts with really figuring out what you want, why you want it, what are your skills and strengths, and really building the confidence. Because when it comes to social media, I find a lot of artists want to dismiss it. They say it's a waste of time, blah, blah, blah. And I find... Those are just excuses. Mm -hmm. And I think behind that is a fear and a lack of knowledge. So it's so easy to dismiss social media as not important, waste of time, blah, 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 excuse, excuse. But really it's because you're afraid of it and you don't understand it. Mm -hmm. And also maybe you don't have the confidence yet to really put yourself out there. And so that's why I don't jump to publicity and social media in my coaching. I start with building that it's personal branding, but that's just you. You are your brand. Let's explore who you are authentically. Explore your stories, your experiences, your challenges along the way. This part really builds your confidence. So once you kind of figure out who you are as an artist, what you offer, what you offer that's unique, and then figure out who's most likely to appreciate it, then let's go to social media and share it with the world. So you have a reason to go to social media. You have more confidence. You have your stories. You know what you have to offer and be able to share it. And so, yeah, it builds the confidence so that you could do social media. Then I'll coach you on the strategies around social media, why use hashtags and what this is and what that is, all the facts, I guess, about social media. But you have to come to it with your authentic artist confidence brand you know and know what you want to show <laughs> yeah and share stories that are not just check out my music check out my music oh my gosh yes <laughs> if I hear another one of those posts I'm yeah. yada 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 check out my music or check out my latest whatever speaking of this though Diane how did you get into what you're doing how do you know what you know and what drives you well that's my story. <laughs> I've changed careers a lot, actually. And most of us have. <laughs> the basis of it is all my life, I loved arts and entertainment. I love performers, and I'm not a performer. And I think it's just because I was way too shy. <laughs> you know, maybe I wanted to sing and dance and act, but <laughs> I was way too shy. So that wasn't happening. So I think my core why starts with that childhood in that. I was too shy to put myself out there, but I looked at performers and they were like, 
so full of personality. They were putting themselves out there. They were singing, dancing, performing. And also, no matter what's going on in your life, you can escape to the world that performers and artists create for us. And so that's the core of my love of why. And then when it came to, okay, what am I going to do for a living? When I went to high school, there wasn't a lot of options. Unless you had high grades and you're going to university, my counselor didn't care about us. You know, go be a secretary, go be a teacher. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I did my own career explorations and and opened up my Pat Benatar <laughs> tour book. <laughs> I saw all the different job titles and I either didn't know what they meant or wasn't interested. And I saw a photographer. And literally I went, okay, I'm going to be a photographer. I didn't have a camera. I've never tried to get pictures, but that's probably the similar story to all my careers is that it wasn't the love of what I was doing. It was, that was my way of getting to work with performers. So I was a photographer. I went to school for photography, tried to do photography for a while. I was in Vancouver at the time. That's where I grew up. And there wasn't a lot going on there. And to make a living as a photographer, you had to do all kinds of other stuff you didn't want to do. So mm -hmm. I moved to Toronto bigger city, more going on creatively. And then I kind of fell into a job as a makeup artist because I did take makeup school as well, originally just to help my photography, but I got into makeup and then I had a long career as a makeup artist. But even on my free time, I did makeup for music videos and photo shoots and live <laughs> shows. And again, that was just my way of getting in. Yeah. You're building your skills without even realizing it, too, because yeah. the more you know about the people that you're going to end up coaching, the better. Even if you don't end up taking their pictures you know, or doing their makeup, you would know how to counsel them to find those people, wouldn't you? Exactly. Now I'm using all my skills. I did some music journalism for a little bit, and then mm. I decided when I was so sick of my makeup job, yeah, I was like, well, obviously I want to be in the music industry. So I went to entertainment management school and learned all about the music business. I kind of figured publicity would be my thing before I even went to school. But yeah, so then right after I started my publicity company and just kind of winged it with friends, bands, and started doing publicity. Publicity was my career for 16 years. Wow. There was a couple band management experiences. I don't want to be a manager. <laughs> I think you have to pay those dues. <laughs> so yeah, 16 years as a publicist. And the reason why I transitioned again is that I like working with the up and comers and publicity's changed so much over the years that I can't get you press anymore. Like if you come to me and I have a new album, I have a single, I have a video. Well, who cares if that's all you have? Mm -hmm. And so I didn't like my job anymore because I can't get you anything. And I will tell you, I'm one of those honest publicists. I'm not going to tell you what you want to know. I'm going to tell you that it's going to be hard to get you anything because you don't have a social media presence. You don't really have an interesting story. Everyone has an interesting story. They just don't tell it to us, right? So <laughs> in their bio is, oh, yet another musician, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. The press don't care. Yeah. And so the frustration build and when it finally occurred to me coaching, it was like, oh, that's it. Because <laughs> that was the missing piece. You couldn't yeah. place them because they didn't have what you needed to place them 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. And then I would send them on their way going, okay, well, you need to get better photos. You need to be active on social media. And then I realized they're kind of left going, but I don't know how to do all that. (laughs) So now with coaching, I can help them. Yeah. You know, do you think it's true? Because I've I've been thinking this for a long time. It's actually more important to the industry, what your fan base is, than how good you are at your talent. Yeah. I mean, it's important to be good at your talent because you're going to draw the fans. But the fans are what the industry is after because that's where the money is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you want an agent, you want a manager, you want a label. Well, they're not going to care about you until you're making money. No matter how good you are. Right. Yeah. You could be the great. It baffles my mind that there's still young musicians out there thinking they just want a record deal. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that dream died years ago. So I don't really understand why young people are still having that, but it's just somehow they think, well, I want a record deal. The old myth of the overnight success. So, you know, yeah. like, um, Loretta Lynn just walked into Capitol Records or CBS or whatever and played her song with her guitar in front of somebody and they went, Well, we can make you a star. Yeah. yeah. No. It doesn't happen anymore. You gotta you gotta build it. And that's why I, again why I call my freebie how to attract fans, media, and industry. Because mm-hmm. I can't get you press without you having social media activity and fans. That's really cool. I never thought about that, but the, you need fans and media. That is what's going to attract the industry. Right. So, yeah, build your body of work, get visible, and be uniquely good at where you can differentiate yourself from the crowd, you know, and build your fan base of your ideal fans. And then media will be interested in you and your story because media wants your fans too. Yeah. And then, then, and only then, if you get a record deal, it's not because you paid somebody $8 million. Yeah. It's because, oh, wow, this person's booking their own gigs. Yeah. They're touring on their own. They're getting press. They have this fan base. Let's help them get even bigger. Yeah. The upside of this, of course, is that you you actually can do it. It used to be that there was a bottleneck in the industry. And if the industry didn't let you in, you just didn't get in. But now, if you build a big enough fan base, you are going to get in. Yeah. They're going to want to be a part of it. And media now includes Spotify playlists. And again, what interests the industry is that if you're getting on all these Spotify playlists, the indie ones, the un, you know the small little ones, you get lots of those, then the editorial playlists pay attention. Ah, that's how it works. Okay. And then if they're paying attention, then again, the industry will start paying attention. Yeah. Well, I'm hearing whisperings here in the States anyway, of live venues and live touring turning the start key again. What do you see like towards the end of this year, maybe in the beginning of next year for sure, if things go well, how do you see the industry opening back up? I think it's going to be slow. Because by the fall, everyone that wants to be vaccinated should be vaccinated, I think. And so, but we've all been home for so long. I think people are going to be hesitant to go out in a crowd. And venues may look different. It's a hopeful sign that the live venue industry is starting to bring back employees. Yeah. And Broadway as well, starting to look at how they can open back up. So, yeah, you know, the thing about it is that people need to see 
these performances and art. I mean, humanity needs the arts, don't they? Yeah, it's really missing from our souls right now. <laughs> but maybe they're going to be more picky of who they book now. Mm -hmm. Because, but I think it's going to mean more. Yeah, you, you're right. I think it's going to mean more too. And that goes for speaking gigs and things like that. And in the meantime, we continue to practice being present with these online concerts, as weird as it is to end your song to no applause, but a long yeah. list of comments. <laughs> you still yeah. do it. <laughs> and the people that are doing that all this year, all last year, mm -hmm. when it's time that they could do a live show in a venue, they have that audience. Yeah, right. Now, everyone that's been with you online for the last year is going to be like, yay, we can go see you now. Yeah, you're you're real, like real in the flesh. But if you hid for a year and a half, however long this is going on, you're going to start all over. So even if you didn't do it last year, do it now. Get online. <laughs> There's still time. I think that has never changed. The more people that see you perform, the better in whatever situation it is, especially if you're good. Yeah, yeah. How important do you think it is for talent to have a village around them and not just be isolated? They say no man is an island. A lot of talented people can be introverted and kind of like being on their little island. But how important do you think it is for these people to have a small circle of friends of accountability and of encouragement and then a bigger, you know, concentric circles of the village, including people that train them, like you and I? I talk about, I guess, my own experience. I was a lone wolf, DIY. If I didn't know how to do something, I figured it out. I always did everything myself. But I also didn't get anywhere a lot of times because I was go with the flow. I didn't really set my goals. I was just like, you know, flowing. And <laughs> since I've discovered coaching, Coaches just get you where you want to go faster. It's just, it takes longer for figuring it out on your own. And you get all the free information that's out there. You can kind of try and piece it together, but you don't really know what's right for you and mm -hmm. or how to fit that information and advice to what you do. And coaches just help you figure that out, gives you support along the way. It helps you set those goals, be accountable, and teach you things that would take you so much longer to figure out on your own. Right. These people already know the tricks. Let them teach you. Yeah. And if you're a musician, singer, performer, it's like, yes, you have a vocal coach. You might have a producer that helps you develop in the studio and a you know, PR marketing coach is what I do and, and teach you all about social media. Because no matter what area you're going in, there's a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. So someone that has the experience can just let you know and, and help you develop a lot faster and get where you are and go faster. Right. And then your job is to uh, sort of vet these people that you're going to and make sure they know what they're talking about and they have integrity. In a way, you guys that are listening can do that is get our free stuff, get the coaches free stuff and see if that helps you and see how much you think they know and look at them online if they're doing anything live or talking live and see if you like their tone of voice and the way they interact with people. Otherwise, an analogy for me would be 
going into the health food store and just looking on the nutrition aisle and trying to pick something out that works for you. What if you go to a nutritionist instead and get tested and figure out what you're digesting and what you're not and, you know, what you're deficient in and what you're not. So that's where the individual coaching really, I think, can be incredibly advantageous. Speaking of which, where can people reach you? So you can get my freebie, How to Attract Fans, Media, and Industry to Make Money with Your Talents at dianefoy.com slash freebie, dianefoy.com. And I also have the podcast, sing, dance, act, thrive.com, where you were our guest last time and yes. told us all about your career. Excellent podcast. Yeah, I recommend it highly, guys. Sing, dance, act, thrive. So I interview actors and musicians and industry people to give you the insight of how they got to where they are. And on all socials, I am Diane Foy PR. I also have a Facebook group, Facebook community. Oh, I saw that. Unstoppable Musicians and Actors. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you again. You've given us some great information, some real wisdom. And Lord knows we need it (laughs) as talent. Yeah, because it's a crazy business out there and it's changing constantly. So let's keep in touch, Diane. I'd love that. Thank you so much. Take care. This is Judy Rodman. You can find me at judyrodman.com. Please consider rating and reviewing this podcast where you heard it. Thank you. See you next time for All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers, and actors and dancers who sing as well.